From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome back to the Calvary Life Podcast. Matt Doan, we are back in action. Are that's, you pumped that's, up? That's the podcast that's crowd. That's the crowd going cheering. wild, just freaking out and cheering. <laughs> and we were just starting off strong with special effects. Yes, let's. That's the. We <laughs> pledged to do more special effects last season, and maybe this season we'll actually do it. I know. And now Natalie Comstock is doesn't produce this anymore, or edit this. So okay. I don't think Jordan will edit that stuff out. Yeah, we have a Natalie new producer mean, to of us. the Calvary Life podcast. Yes, um, Jordan Cranda, <laughs> and that's not to mean that Natalie didn't do a good job. Yes, she was great. Does. She was fired. <laughs> She still works here. That's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, my name's Eric, if you don't know, mm-hmm. um, and this is the Calvary Life Podcast, and we have been off for a few months. The podcast, uh, and my name's Matt Doan, one of the pastors here as well. Uh, the podcast had a sabbatical. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It did. I tried to get Matt to do it himself, but uh, I don't know if you know how to work the equipment. Yeah, there was two issues with that. Issue number one, I do not know how to push record on this. <laughs> I barely do. I couldn't figure it out today after three months away. And then I had this great idea of actually podcasting our um, our Sunday night, uh, oh, yeah. like a way of wisdom lectures. And then it just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Plus they were probably like, I think they ended up being good, really good for in person. Right. Right. But not great for Certain yeah. things, I don't know. I don't know if it's like great just to listen to. Yeah. So I don't know in your podcasting habits, uh, our friends, but if you've, you know, just given up on the Cover Life podcast, understandable, but we're mm-hmm. back. We're back. Yeah. So, yeah. so you probably just saw this all of a sudden pop back up into your feed yeah. and then you, I'm, I'm guessing just massive celebrations. People just, <laughs> whatever they're doing, stopped and just push play. Yeah. Just searching for the delete button. <laughs> the unsubscribe. <laughs> Okay, but here's what we're going to do today. Here's what yep. we're going to do today. We're going to uh, start um, with a little bit of just like kind of fun talking about sab- like my sabbatical. I've been gone for three sure. months and then um, maybe a little bit of Iron Man stuff. I don't want to do too much. I promise. Okay. Promise. I promise. Promise. And then we're going to get into this. We're in this whole new series yep. called Life with God that's about spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll we'll get into that and talking about solitude and community. And so... That's kind of what this this current season will be as we're in this series, just us being able to reflect and talk about like our own struggles, our own um, joys and the sort of the good and the good, bad and the ugly sure. about actually living out these practices. Yep. I'm a little nervous for the fasting one, but you know, I know which I'm sure you are, too. Yeah, for sure. Which I definitely also gave to you to preach on. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones am I good at? Which ones am I not? Okay, I'll give somebody else to preach on the ones that I'm not. For sure. <laughs> no, but okay. So, listeners, how was your summer? Yeah, yeah. How was your summer, guys? Well, I guess not much, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how was your summer, Eric? All right. Well, my summer was actually pretty epic, Matt. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm curious to hear about your summer too in a moment, but um, I did a lot of crazy stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Not working for three months to have deep rest uh, is an awesome gift, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome gift. And that's like a unique thing to the pastoral world. And we've talked about this before, but kind of like unique to a couple other worlds. Like I think medicine does it, higher ed. I don't know, maybe like I've heard about designers, like artists mm-hmm. that do sabbatical. Paul Nino connected to our church as an oh, accountant. Yeah, he yeah. took a sabbatical a couple of years ago. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's like. I think we even talked about that before. Like if, as you're able to like try and incorporate some time, intentional time away 
and wherever that's like if you have a if you own your own business you have some freedom but i know some people that own their own business are kind of like it's it's like a massive ruler of your life because it's so much stress and, and all that and you, you just have to keep providing um but if there's ways that you can incorporate time even if it was a day maybe you can't do three months but you can do a day right, right? Um, yeah or somewhere in between and or, yep yeah 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 exactly so but back to you how was your summer yeah, so my summer was epic we I started off, I had somebody, uh, a friend in the church, let me stay at their condo in San Clemente. Okay. And that was where I did some solitude time. And there. if you don't know, that's like your hometown. Yeah, exactly. That's where I grew up, um, which was interesting because it's interesting to like, I still kind of like see people and, you know, stuff like that. So I was kind of trying to hole up a little bit at the beach and in this condo. And that was good. But I, that was that period I, I talked about it on Sunday where I was just sort of like going with, with through withdrawals mm-hmm. almost. And... I was struggling. I remember even like calling B like, I don't know, man, I might, I think I, I think I need to come home. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm like feeling all, I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. And I was feeling like super lonely, I think, because uh. I'd come like so much people, busyness, the, yep. the race, all that, yep. you know? And, uh, but that was, that was awesome. And mm-hmm. then surfed a little bit more than I was normally able to, which is like sort of life giving for me. Do you, do you feel like you've improved? Not really. <laughs> I saw uh, your kids in the water on Friday, though. I went oh, surfing. Oh, yeah, they told, you, they told yeah, me you were surfing yeah, with them. I saw them out there. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. And then, uh, then let's see. So we then we did this marriage retreat. B and I went up to Forest Home area, mm-hmm. up near Forest Home Camp, uh, a cabin owned by this mentor couple that we met with mm-hmm. um, named Kurt and Rhonda Hamner. Uh-huh. And we did like a four-day sort of intensive marital retreat. Wait, so I'm, I'm a little familiar with this program, but in no, case no, yeah, 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 ask me questions. So this couple invites you into their home. Correct. You're kind of like roommates. Like you live with them for four days, live with them for four days. Is that kind of weird? They cook all the meals, like uh-huh. kind of take care of you. Yeah. It's like you start calling them mom and dad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then you just, I mean, we did like some assessments ahead of time, uh-huh. right? Like some little, you know, some like personality type tests, but also like there's, there's this whole thing that we use in premarital called the prepare and enrich. Yep. But we always talk, talk about prepare, but it's actually the test is designed to do enrich, enrich. is the win when you're already married. Yes. So um, everybody uses that for the premarital, but no, I don't think a lot of people use it for the in the middle of marital. And right. it's like enrich is intended to be like you're not in a moment of crisis, but how can you enrich your marriage? Yeah, that's Which great. Is so cool, right? Yes. Like I think I think it's like. So what this was is you don't maybe other people can't do a four day intensive or you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> living in someone else's house. Yeah. yeah. But um, but like even to like ask a therapist like, hey, yeah. we don't have anything wrong, but we'd love to meet with you and maybe do an enrich assessment. Yep. And kind of go through just how are we doing? And it's kind of just like you would do a medical checkup. Yep. Like you got like a physical you would do. This was like a, a marital checkup. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was really great. And then we had some cool stuff where. We did what their their dream master experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of connected to master's program, uh, Bob Shank stuff, and um, this whole dream master. And so it's like as a couple, you talk through what are our dreams mm. as individuals, as a, as a couple, and mm-hmm. as a family. Mm. What do we have dreams about for our careers, for our personal life, like for our physical health, for like exercise, for hobbies, and for like like ministry together. Yeah. You know, both as a couple and as a family. Like, so I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. And so we like had some just cool dreams and things that we want to kind of get plugged into as a family of having people over to our house mm-hmm. more often. And, and just like 
I think we got a little bit out of the practice of that, um, partially COVID, partially kids even, yeah. you know, and, and got, and we want to just like start like having more, um, maybe even like younger couples hospitality or whatever. Just type hospitality. ministry. Yeah. yeah. And just caring for people. And then we also want to start doing some more actual personal work with refugees mm. locally. Yeah. So we're even like, even as a recording, I'm like, I'm having, we're having dinner tomorrow night with, um, the Shooks cool. and, uh, having them over dinner. So a little hospitality as well as like learning. Right. More so about, Tom like, Shook, um, have yeah. his refuge ministry that's connected here at Calvary church or Calvary missionaries. And they're doing amazing stuff, both locally, globally. To yeah. care for refugees, you're gonna get plugged in, connected to them. Yeah, where did that come from, though? I mean, obviously, you've been to Lesbos, Greece. We've talked about that in the past, mm-hmm. and so you were on the front lines of refugees coming from the Middle East into Europe. Is that kind of where this started, or yeah, yeah, yeah? So that's some of where this started. Um, yeah, serving there and getting connected to that, and then it was like I was thinking about how I feel like something I got frustrated about with myself is what I keep doing is I'll get passionate about something. And then I'll almost like, just like bring it to the church. Mm -hmm. Something that I got personally passionate about. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it to the church. And then what it feels like I do is I like get everybody else excited about it. it And then I hand it off. And I felt like I was passionate about this thing. And then I have all the money for my book going towards from God joy, going towards helping refugees. Lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. Billions of dollars. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, (laughs) but, um, but then I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything anymore myself yeah and so i want that's to, all of us i mean i think yeah we all relate to that yeah so i wanted to keep tangible keep hands-on not just be a person that posts you know social media posts mm-hmm. about an issue but actually does something so we're looking into trying to like take on a family that is here cool ourselves as a family yep and they're here and yeah <laughs> exactly so like more more info to come but i don't want that to become a calvary program i might ask for calvary people that I know and love to like help us. Mm -hmm. But like, that's more to like partner with us as like, just part of people. Like we're just want to be people in the church, not like some, not me telling the church to do something. So part of that enrichment for your marriage was having a shared vision of how to care for people, outreach, what that would actually tangibly look like for you as a couple and as a family. Yep. Yep. Are are the don'ts on your invite list? No, you're too old. We don't want to have older people. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I didn't want to anyway. (laughs) Uh, yes, yes. I'll bring absolutely. a refugee. Yeah, <laughs> you are one. Uh, that's so funny. NorCal, definitely, uh, definitely a NorCal yeah, a refugee, refugee from NorCal. We call it NoCal because it's actually not California. It's no part of California. You know what? NorCal would be fine with that. They don't want to be part of SoCal. We still need your water though. You could keep shipping the water down, and I'm gonna drain my you pool, know, we'll, fill it back up oh, again. Oh, I have a story about that. Jim Rome used to always say that. <laughs> He hated Northern California. We Matt and I used to listen to this sportscaster, Jim Rome. He was like kind of for all of you that had crass, 14 but... minutes into our podcast today that we mentioned the sports radio talk show host. You won. We're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna timestamp this. Jim Rome discussed yes, at yes. minute ten. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. But he used to always like be mean to NorCal. He say, "Guess what, NorCal? Today I'm draining my pool. Fill it back up again. Thanks for the water. It was so dumb. Like I don't. It seems like you get canceled for that today. Uh, that's funny. What were you gonna say though? I don't know if you're going to say something or not. Um, I, I, so we actually had to drain our pool. We have a pool in our backyard. We inherited this when we uh, moved into this house and obviously, and the water every 10 years, you don't mind not know this, but pools have to be drained. And so our water was getting more and more like minerals, metals in it. And Uh, so it was affecting the pH and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. And so finally it got pretty gnarly where, uh, we had to drain it this week. Oh yeah. Keep going. Listen. No, no. So (laughs) I, 
have a clean out in the backyard. Our house is old. I WD-40'd it a ton of times to see if the clean out would open up because the threads are all old. It wouldn't open up. And so the pool guy came over and he pumped all the water down the street. And oh, I wasn't yeah. thinking that was going to happen. And so we had neighbors knocking on our door like, what are you guys doing? You're wasting all this water. Water's pouring down our street. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. We're what else do you do, though? We got it. You just go right into the sewer. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> the next morning I wake up. Um, I walk outside and there's a blue stain from our driveway all the way down two blocks. Then <laughs> <laughs> one of my gracious neighbors comes walking down the street. He's like, what's going on? And kind of fired up and like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't my plan. I didn't know this was going to happen. So I was out there with a hose spraying all that blue stain. Did the hose work? It worked a little bit, but you know what was the best thing? What? It rained oh. Friday and Saturday. The Lord <laughs> provided. Did it fill your pool? <laughs> the pool is filled and the stain is gone. Nice. That's right, awesome. We'll timestamp that. Well, People yeah. want to skip that story. Pool filling discussion <laughs> at 1230. <laughs> all right. What, one more. Tell us about yourself. Oh, yeah. So then the big thing was obviously we went to Europe for mm -hmm. um, now initial kind of like reason to get to Europe was because. If people know, so I serve on the board of Greater Europe Mission, missions agency to Europe. We have some Calvary missionaries, Tweedies, Peebles, um, some Malikas. Like, so we have got a few different um, Calvary missionary families that are with Greater Europe Mission. And so now I'm on the board and asked to like speak at their conference with like all their missionaries. So there's like 700 people at this like little this hotel on the coast in Slovenia, which I'd never been to Slovenia. If people are like, where's Slovenia? It's next to Croatia and Italy on the little tiny country, little tiny country, and especially tiny coastline. It's like, would that have been part of uh, Yugoslavia at one point or Czech Republic? I think Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a part of something before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember, and I don't actually know the like, answer. I don't to that feel question. like when I was in sixth grade, world geography, we you learned had about Slovenia. the country Slovenia. Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get our best people on that. Jordan, um, Jordan, producer, if you could, yeah, you could just chime in here in the middle and just be like, Slovenia was formerly the, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> Slovenia is a cool place though. It's like huh. amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, it I think it was formerly part of Yugoslavia and yeah. has Serbs, Croats had been living mm -hmm. in that kind of area mm -hmm. as well. Um, so you were there with 700 yeah, missionaries. How missionaries. cool. Yeah, it was so cool. Their whole families, everybody, they had like cool kids programs. And then there's like general sessions in the morning and the evening. And then there's like lots of little breakout sessions and then just time for fun. And so it was like I was speaking the morning general session. So mm -hmm. I spoke three times to them. Oh, it, so you were the featured speaker. Featured morning speaker. Mm -hmm. And then they, they had like little breakouts. I did four of those. So I spoke like seven times. Was kind what did you talk about? <laughs> Yeah, listeners, get one guess what you think <laughs> Eric would talk about. Definitely talked about God joy. God joy, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a big part of it. And it was cool because I was actually talking about um, John Burns, the, the president mm -hmm. of Greater Europe Mission, was like, I'd love for you to talk about Beatitudes and your book God joy because Beatitudes is all about like how you're happy, how you're blessed, mm -hmm. and like, these kind of people are, are happy and filled with joy. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that, nor did I write about that at all in my book. And it was such a good, like, I don't know, it was such a That'll good be point. be the second edition. Yeah, exactly. Although I'm thinking about 
uh, God Joy Part Two is actually going to be called God Wrath, and it's just going to be all about the wrath of God. <laughs> That's gonna a lot of people are going to want to read that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. So did that. Um, that was like the main reason of why we went. By the way, Slovenia, weird, kind of weird place. Like huh. it's really beautiful, <laughs> but the coastline there's not like an actual beach. Huh. So this is like a coastal resorty kind of hotel, right? And you would go down. Um, it's kind of like up on a bluff and you uh -huh. go down to the bottom to where the beach is and or, or the, where the water is. And it's so interesting. They just have like a big old concrete pad that like leads to the water. And you just like are supposed to like put your towel on the concrete and huh. like lay there. And then they have got like Does lounge the tide chairs come and in stuff. and out, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, it's sort of like with like a almost like a. Uh, ocean wall you know like a seawall yeah. so it kind of like just butts up against the seawall then you just have to jump up and huh. jump you can jump out in the water and then uh, the other thing that's weird is there was other people there and if you've been to this part of the world if you've been to the beach there's some clothing optional people oh there. gosh oh and it gosh. was really gnarly and oh no it's not this could be this could be a little too far for the pod but this is just a kind of a formal opinion it's not typically people that should be <laughs> with their clothes off <laughs> It's just rough. Like it's bad. You don't want that like for moral reasons or Christian reasons. And you don't want that for like your eyeballs hurt. You know, it's just a rough situation. <laughs> so there was a little bit of that at the Slovenian coastline. Interesting. I know. And so it's a little rough when you got all these like missionary kids and I yeah. don't know. It was, just, it, was, it was a weird, it was a weird place. Yeah. But uh, it was actually really, but it was also a really beautiful place. Mm. But so that's why we were over there and that was in the middle of the trip. But before that we went with our family, like took all, took our two girls and we went to Paris and Florence and mm -hmm. Rome and just like we were able to have some great They're at time fun together. ages for that too, your kids. Yep. yep. 19 and 15. So we're able to like sit in cafes and just like watch the world go by and just enjoy mm -hmm. chatting. It's not like trying to entertain your little kids like you sort of have to when your yep. kids are little. Um, so that was nice. Mm -hmm. And so some good, nice family time together. It was really hot but some good time together. And then they flew home. Then we, B and I stayed for that part with greater Europe mission and then B flew home. And then I just spent this week alone with the Lord, uh, in Switzerland in the mm. Swiss Alps. And it what was a gift. It's like the most beautiful place I've ever been. Uh. I knew I was wanting to do like some solitude retreats as part of my time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, if I'm going to be in, Europe might as well do it in the Swiss Alps instead of like Big Bear or something, you know? Right. And all those countries are just smashed together. They're not that far apart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, what's so wild about mm -hmm. it all. Um, so, and then after that went to Condor in Germany and spent like a couple of days with, uh, with some others of our, um, Calvary missionary families. So saw the Peebles and saw the Robinsons. And so those are just, um, how was, I know this was like a few months ago, but how was like COVID protocols in, in Europe during your summer? Yeah, so like a little more mask wearing still is happening there, actually. So like on public transport in Italy and Germany, you still have to wear masks. All public transport, airports, that kind of a thing. It's so weird because like in France, you don't have to. And in Switzerland, you don't have to. Hmm. But in Germany and Italy, mm -hmm. you had to. So it's just... It's kind of like here, I guess. Yeah, yeah different, different regions. Yeah, yeah, like different states almost. Because it's kind of... It's, you know, I mean, the size of Europe is like it's kind of like each country is almost like an American state. If mm -hmm. you could refer to it, like when you mm -hmm. think about geography here in America. So, um, yeah, it is like just different rules in mm -hmm. that way. Um, and everybody's like 
it feels like everybody's sort of like equally like confused and like mad and right you know and stuff about <laughs> thinks it's like the governments are governments full idiots sure. and, you know yeah. like all that kind of talk yeah, yeah. so normal yeah. normal, yeah, yeah. normal humanity stuff. yeah so, yeah so that was like the the heart of mm. um that sabbatical time and just a lot of time like around home to like going on a hike or going to the beach or mm-hmm. sitting in my backyard or um whatever and just like reading praying um yeah, just uh, being still, being alone, and I felt like God gave me a pretty deep sense of like peace in Him and contentment in Him, and uh, so it was a true, true, true gift. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was cool. I love that. Yeah, because we don't. I feel like sabbatical, Sabbath, solitude, silence. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't vending machines. Not like you. Okay, I'm going to do this, and then God's going to reveal something or show yes. up in a way that on my terms at my time, like it's just God's grace Yeah, when he does show up, if he chooses to, right. It could be just more of, Hey, it's just a good time to be quiet and enjoy God. But it did feel like he really gave you some, some good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it was different. It was good stuff. That was even different than what I think I might've thought. Yeah. Like, I think I went into it thinking like, Oh, I'll go away into the silence and I'll sort of get the next idea. Hmm. And by next idea, I mean, kind of like, what's the next big, big mark we can yeah, make what's the next big vision big thing we can mm-hmm. do and i think that's kind of probably how i'm like wired mm-hmm. more into that and strategic then, yeah and then god was like no eric the next big idea is do less mm-hmm. and simplify and just be with me mm-hmm. be loved by me get get like really down to the roots of what it means to yeah. be a follower of jesus and what it means to be a church and i think I think that's why for us and I think even being around all these missionaries was helpful too. Yeah. Like this like core thing of make disciples who make disciples. Like that's just and, and we can talk about what that means, obviously, like a little bit more, but that was like so like clarifying for mm-hmm. me and God just saying, like, Eric, like stop doing so much. Like trying to get people to do so much. But like if you're gonna quote unquote get people to do something, hey, just get people to like go and talk with someone else in their life yeah. about Jesus yeah, and then hope that then, and then ask them even like, Hey, now you go talk with someone else in your life right. about Jesus and spiritual relationships. Yeah. yeah. And not like even some big evangelism campaign. It's just even talking to someone else that's just not quite as far along in the faith as you. And, yep. and, and, and we all even have something to offer. Like I'm not more along in the faith than you and you're not more along mm-hmm. in the faith than me. We both can disciple one another. Sure. Um, but but like, then we go past that on. And so there's just like, it feels like, ugh, like how, I don't know. There's just like so many like events and programs and things that we can get involved in doing that are good, mm-hmm. but maybe it's making us too busy to do what's like most yeah. like essential. Preach it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good. That's kind of like where my heart is and mm-hmm. some of what God has been doing in me from that. And then, so then it was like so cool to just like talk about solitude and community. Right. What a perfect series to get into, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How was it now? I was, I mean, we see each other probably four or five days a week. Yeah, exactly. Several times a day. Uh, I didn't see you for three months, man. I know, man. How was it retransitioning back last week? That was last week was last Tuesday after Labor Day was your first quote unquote day back in the office. And then this past Sunday was first day kind of yep. getting to be connected with our bigger church family. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was actually like really great. It was actually even a lot better than I could have even hoped for. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, because you're, you're off for three months and you're kind of like getting a rhythm of just being off and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I have to go back get, to work. Get a little bit more introverted even. And totally, yeah. dude. Totally yeah. more introverted. I, I definitely felt that like retreat from society almost. And you, you could see how like you can get lost in that a little bit, like into that monk-like kind yeah. of almost like yeah. way of thinking. And so, yeah, like I was a little bit, you know, I mean, I was a little bit nervous about that part of it, just but I feel like God was like doing something in me in the sabbatical of like a love for people, mm-hmm. like re kind of restoring and renewing a love for people mm-hmm. after like a season of like, it feels like such a divided world and mm-hmm. can be kind of frustrated with different ways that all of us are all suddenly like disagreeing with each other about things that we never were before. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, God was like re rebuilding that like love um, for my That's fellow awesome. man in general, you know, almost yeah. not even like Calvary, but just like, people it's just like hey take a breath don't be so frustrated by stuff don't be so irritated by stuff like i even sharing about like mm-hmm. when i was catching myself being like so angry that someone would walk on the wrong side of the sidewalk mm-hmm. and i'm just like what is wrong with me like <laughs> Eric, you need you know you need you need some work here right. and god was like yeah okay let me do that work in you mm-hmm. but yeah so coming back was was cool like um i try i tried to sort of like ramp up a little bit like the week before i came back tried to like check some emails mm-hmm. and work on my sermon a little bit because I knew it was like in, in a good way. It was a short week because it was like Labor Day week. So we had Monday off. <laughs> so my first week back to work I already had a holiday. Right. <laughs> and then, but then I was like working on, and then just, I just wanted to connect with people. I just yeah. want to hang out with, you know, with, with the staff and the team yeah. coming back in. And that was so good. And I was, and I was able to do that. Yep. And then, um, so kind of an easy on-ramp uh, on the way back. We even had like a pastoral staff, like event kind of right, day last away week. on yeah. Thursday. So it was just, Definitely kind of a easy ramp in, but then Sunday was just so good. I was so excited seeing yeah. people. And then beach baptisms last night as the, as we're recording this, it's Monday. So it's yeah. last night. Yep. And that was just fun seeing people so hang with people fun. too. So many people down there. It was so great. It was so warm. It felt like we were like literally in Costa Rica or Hawaii. I just, know because the humidity yeah. and all that. And we had a double rainbow. <laughs> we did. We had a double rainbow, epic sunset. I don't know if I've ever seen a rainbow at the same time as sunset. I think that might've been a first no. for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. And then the water was warm. It was just like a cool, it was just a cool night, but mm-hmm. I got home and I was like, B I'm destroyed. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I got home at like, I think I was like eight 30 and I just like went straight in the shower and straight to bed. And they were like, <laughs> That's like my, my elementary kids, the first week of school, they love school, but yeah. they were like exhausted by seven. Cause they're just not, they don't have that muscle of exactly. endurance. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's how B always is the first week of school as a yeah. teacher too. So yeah. So anyway, back, back in action. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we talked about solitude and community. Yep. So hopefully the people are, you can, uh, you can fast forward that whole first 25 minutes and <laughs> get here. If this is the, the meat that you were looking for, but how, how is solitude for you? Do you lean towards solitude more or community more? Like what's easier for you, harder for yeah, you? Yeah, so this might come as a surprise to some, but I actually feel more tendencies of being an introvert than an extrovert. Mm. So what I mean is I love people when I'm around people. Like last night at the beach baptism, I was just loving life, getting to yeah. try to talk to as many people as possible. But when I got in the car, similar to you, I was tired. I think that's kind of normal for everybody. Sure, sure. But even as I find myself getting older, turned 47 over the summer, I'm just feeling a little bit more like, ooh, I do need more alone time, which is tricky. Uh, My wife and I have four kids. We live in a house that's 1,300 square feet. Uh, Our girls share a room. Our boys share a room. Marie and I's room is right next door to both of those rooms. So... (laughs) 
there's just a lot of humans in my yeah, life wherever true. I go. That's in my true. office here, there's four of us that work out of kind of the same little it's just area. Kind of like a suite of offices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm around people a lot. So I do crave uh, just that kind of silence, quiet, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. introspection time. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like I'm probably thought of or even like I am naturally more extroverted, but I feel the same way as you. Like mm-hmm. as I get older, I guess like as we get older, we're probably just more tired, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. In general, but like I'm tired from extroversion. Yes. Like easily. And I can like catch myself, even like on a Sunday morning, even yesterday, like hanging out with people after service, mm-hmm. hanging out with people for a long time, like into the second service t- mm-hmm. sort of time. And then I did some baptism interviews mm-hmm. after. And then I was just like, it was like noon only, I think not like even 12, 15, people right. are kind of getting out of their life groups. And I'm like, I just gotta, I gotta go, I'm man. Tired. I'm yep. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's also like, I'm like, I'm, I'm needing like, kind of like working out. You need to like yeah. build up those muscles or whatever. Yeah, again. for sure. But, um, they say that we've talked about this in the pod before and we're not trying to have anybody feel sorry for us, but <laughs> preaching is the equivalent of like running 13 oh, yeah, miles. Yeah, like as far yeah. as it's just, even the, the physical act of preaching is pretty tiring. Preaching is, it's very interesting how tired I, I get probably more tired from preaching than I do from doing some big endurance exercise yeah. workout, you know? Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's wild. But, um, yeah, I, I like to go into solitude though. I think, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's easier and more normal for me to go into moments of community. Like that feels mm-hmm. natural, but like then the world is like, I, I think for me, and this is not how it is for everybody. I get that. But like, I'm always around people as well, like mm-hmm. whether that's at home with the family or if that's out and about. And some people feel isolated. And like, I was trying to make that point yesterday yeah. that like solitude is not the same as Equals like loneliness isolation. or isolation. Right. Um, but like, and community does not equal crowd. Like you yeah. can be like, so I was trying to say, even in that huge room yesterday, you can be in a room with hundreds of people, yeah. but that doesn't mean you're experiencing community. In some ways it enhances loneliness. I actually yeah. talked to yeah. uh, a woman in our church who said, um, Matt, I love Calvary. I love Sunday mornings, but I sit by myself and that does remind me that mm-hmm. I'm not married. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there is a sense that. Yeah. To take that extra step of finding connection community. Yep. And that's also why it's important for all of us to think about, don't think about Sunday morning as like for you. Think about it as like, how can you be there for God and for others? Right. Like, so like be aware of people and invite people to be with you and invite people. That's why even like that community, like invite people to go to lunch with you afterwards and hang out with you and, or go to your, your life group or Bible study that you're doing and just like really be, including and welcoming and invitational, right? Like mm-hmm. that's huge. So yeah, so it's kind of like easier for me to go, I think into these like community kind of moments or, or with friends and stuff like that. And then, um, but yeah, I have to like take the intentional step to get yeah. away from that. I have found though that when I'm in solitude, but that's almost leading into community, that actually is kind of a healthy, cool rhythm. So see what you mean. So what I that. mean is like, Okay, um, like Saturday night, we were going over to my sister-in-law's turned 40. It was so exciting. So she invited a bunch of people over to their home to celebrate that. So we're yeah. going to be with a lot of people from like 5 p.m. to about 9.30 at night. <laughs> yeah. And so even in the afternoon, preparing myself, I was doing some like just physical chores, filling my pool and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like, Lord, prepare me to be oh, a good yeah. listener tonight. Prepare me to be an encouragement tonight. Prepare me with people just to even literally have the strength 
you know, for four hours of being with people. And so that was solitude that led into community. Mm. And then I think community actually, as we see with Jesus, you pointed out yesterday from Mark one, community actually leads to solitude. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a cool, Mm -hmm. like circular. Yeah. I like that. I agree. That's good. And that's probably like a good word to our more introverted friends. Like Mm -hmm. you might need to spend that intentional solitude for God to like empower you to go do the community stuff that you sort of know you need, but it's like scary or tiring or whatever. Yeah. Like I had to go. It was funny. I went to not had to get in trouble. (laughs) I I, (laughs) don't worry. Our wives do not listen to this. So whatever you say, family wise. Exactly. Exactly. It's totally about my wife too. It's, um, I went to a, party on friday night that was all the english teachers of orange lutheran and their spouses yeah and that's like it's kind of i, I actually really enjoy going into her world mm. and but like it's also like oh i'm i'm going to the thing where i don't know anybody right here calvary it's like it's always like you know just when you're in the position like we're in like it's like oh yeah everybody knows who you are kind sure. of situation and but then there it's just like oh, i'm just like some other random husband that's your there. spouse yeah. yeah yeah and um, it's cool. There's probably like, I don't know how many, there's maybe like eight or 10 English teachers. And so it's just like, it was a group of whatever, 15, 20 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ended up being really fun, but I sort of had to do some of that, like, okay, gear up to go yeah. be fun. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. <sighs> totally. Anyway, but it was a, but it was good. I like, it's good for us to step, like make ourselves step into like uncomfortable settings of community. And maybe even that's kind of what I'm trying to lead into is like, for some of us and for some settings, like community can be a little bit like harder or uncomfortable to get serious, like to get real, mm-hmm. you know, to take the step like of, oh, hey, let's not just talk about like sports or mm-hmm. or kids or something. But, you know, mm-hmm. like the easy sort of topics, like let's like, hey, let's see if we can transition this to like having a talk about something real. Yeah, it's leaning into some vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. When someone's like, how, how was your summer? <laughs> great great yeah yeah great and then you can share like oh you know i actually like learned this really cool right. you know thing and then get into a topic like yep. so there's like ways to transition without being a weirdo yeah without corner <laughs> without being that person <laughs> yeah. in a group setting that's cornered one person yeah, in yeah, the corner yeah. of a room and just talks nonstop for just two hours tell, don't be that person just tell me about your heart brother <laughs> And they're like, whoa, man, I, I thought we were watching the game. Like, yeah, there is, I guess there's a, I guess that's a little emotional IQ, right? Just kind of we're, yeah, leaning we're, into the moment, what's happening. Yeah, exactly. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, man. I don't know if we can have that talk here. Uh, no, it's good. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, like solitude, I love, I actually really love it. I mm-hmm. love just like trying to be still, trying to like just not say anything, not do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is like that it does give me that feeling of like, okay, stay in it. Like kind of like mm-hmm. withdrawal, kind of feeling of like, it's so like you're constantly being pulled or, or lured away back into the noise of your phone. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like noise can equal visual stimulation, yeah. you know, can physical stimulation, whatever. Like, so I don't know. Would you, you know, we pick on the phone a lot. Um, it's a neutral thing, I guess, in some ways it's how we use it or choose to allow sure. it to speak to us. But I mean, you look at <laughs> desert fathers, right? Like, I mean, they, they had to get away. They had to go yeah. out into the wilderness because they thought the cities were so distracting. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like the city's in our pocket in a sense. Yeah. Like, yeah it's just absolutely. all everywhere, all the time. You think it's harder to experience solitude, silence now? Like, well, let's even compare this sabbatical to 
seven, eight years ago, you did a sabbatical. Yeah. You still had your smartphone at that point. Yeah. I don't even think seven or eight years ago, the smartphone had as many bells and whistles as it does now. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. I would definitely say it's continually getting harder. Hmm. I think it's continually getting harder. And they keep figuring out ways to give you the like dopamine hit yeah. or whatever that is, right? Like yeah. that, they... They keep, whether it's like an Instagram reels or like the TikTok algorithms, like those kind of things, whether you're on those things or not, I don't know. But just saying like, that's where they're like getting smarter yeah. about what like really like grabs you. Yep. And the smarter they get, the more opportunities they give you, you know, to, mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So I was trying, I think I was like pretty successful the first half of my sabbatical. And then I was a little actually less successful the second half of my mm -hmm. sabbatical with like social media mm -hmm. um like abstinence mm -hmm. um so i was doing like where i was trying to just like one day a week only and then i went on my trip and i was like so excited to like post about like all the different places <laughs> i was normal. going and then yeah. that sort of like wore off um <laughs> but i was still like trying to be good about i would use it maybe more like more days a week but trying like less yeah like more time less time during the day yeah in those weeks yesterday you talked about like finding a spot right like finding some places for silent solitude and yep. there's actually here in orange county believe it or not some places where you just don't have good cell reception yeah randomly near the church here from like you know the 555 like that kind of like the big that's like that's the bridges that's the word for overpass <laughs> yes. from that spot to yes. about tustin ranch i'm on verizon my phone just dies really, and I'm never looking at my phone when I'm driving. So I don't know. It's usually when I'm like a passenger, right? So it's not oh. like I'm looking at my phone, but, but my phone just drops at that point. Interesting. So if you live in that little zone, maybe you yeah, have the yeah. same blessing, but a couple places I've noticed here in Orange County, one is, um, the, um, Crystal Cove state beaches. Now it does cost money mm -hmm. to get in to park there, but on those beaches, there's like terrible Wi-Fi. Yeah. for Verizon. So that's kind of been nice when I've been down there yep. walking the beach. I know one of our colleagues, Trevor's down there every Friday, which right. now probably blew his cover for what he does, but, um, <laughs> that's where but, Noah Elias goes all the time. Oh, does too. he? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen him there, but, um, but yeah, I can't, like I literally, my phone just doesn't work there. Uh, and so it is kind of a nice like, yeah, that's cool. built in stop yep. in some ways for that. Yep. I know my phone stops working a lot in certain spots. Like when I do go up on like hikes up in the, like, like Santiago Canyon, you know, like up in those areas. Okay. And stuff like Just that. tell us you climbed a mountain this summer, didn't you? Well, I did go up to the top of Saddleback this summer. Yes. yes tell us about that. I've always wanted to do that, but it, never had the thought or courage or time. <laughs> it was, uh, you have the time. Time's a choice. You can make choices about your time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was just like awesome. I went up this like really hard version of it, I guess, which I sort of didn't realize I had chosen that one, but it's called the Joplin Trail. And you kind of park down, I don't know, wherever. Like, it's just like you park way down at the bottom, like out in the... Like the end of San Diego, San Diego Canyon. What's that other? Like Tribuco Canyon, you know, out in there. And then, yeah, dude, it was like the steepest hike though that mm. I've done. Like in a like maybe maybe ever. Like the the vertical increase. It's like forty five hundred. Do you feel it? Like, like in your 4, lungs? Four thousand vertical. Yeah. Over the course of seven miles, which is like really in the hiking world, we call that vert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But four thousand vertical in seven miles is just like very steep. Yeah, and it's almost like you're almost increasing by a mile 
you know, yeah. and and it's like it's so cool how it's almost a mile high. Mm. This little like tiny yeah. little mountain right here in right Orange here in County, County yeah. is almost a mile high, which is there so wasn't cool. snow on the top, was there? No, there was not because okay. it was July, in the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it but there there will be snow. There is snow up there a lot. So I actually like to try and go up there like in the snow sometime. Yeah. I was talking to like because um, Liz Clark, uh, who goes to church, who plays like drums sometimes mm-hmm. and stuff. She she's like a hardcore trail runner. And she actually bought like little like spiky shoes, like sort of mm. little th- spikes to attach to your shoes, like wow. like almost like crampons. Yeah, you never know? heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So that you can go across like the ice and stuff when Whoa. it's when it's up there. That's next level. I know. Yeah. I know. That sounds so fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> not not to me, but <laughs> and I was like thinking that was gonna be my thing to get into trail running. Uh-huh. Like trail running would be my next thing. But then like it sounds fun to like run on the dirt instead of like on the streets, yeah. like run on trails. Yeah. But they're all like steep and they're stuff. Steep. It's so hard. Yeah. It was kind of miserable. Yeah. And probably um, in the middle of summer, it was also yeah, like not the best more miserable. <laughs> but yeah, that was a cool hike. And you get up the way to the top and you can like, it's got great see views. Do you see, and, so you see Riverside too, or you see Temecula? Yeah. And, yeah. So you can see out to the other side, like yeah. towards Temecula, towards Corona. San Gregorio? No, Cleveland National Forest. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Towards Cleveland National mm-hmm. Forest. That's cool. San Gregorio, I think is the word yeah. you're thinking right. of. But that, I think that's one of like the highest yeah. peaks in SoCal. Yeah, that's a little so, farther. Yeah. Yeah. A little farther. But like, so that's a place with no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but I think even just the obvious thing we can do is just throw our phones on airplane. Yes. And exactly. Just put it in your backpack as you go somewhere yep. and get away quiet. That's like a clutch move. Actually putting on an airplane is really genius because it does cut off that ability and mm-hmm. you have to make sure you turn off if you're like at home or something, you have to like also sometimes hit the Wi-Fi button because sometimes it'll still connect to your home Wi-Fi. Right. So you got to just be good about that and then mm-hmm. just like have that time. And kind of like even what I said to yesterday was like set a, a timer, mm-hmm. you know, and just like say, okay, this is going to like sometimes I think setting a timer is like better than just saying, well, I'm going to do it till it's like two o'clock. I'm going to stay here till three Yeah, because you just kind of like fudge it or whatever yeah. a little bit. And I think it's just a good di- like discipline and mm-hmm. it's kind of a game to play with yourself. At least mm-hmm. I like need that where it's like, okay, I'm going to stay until this thing goes off. And then I'm not checking my, is it four o'clock yet? I'm kind of bored, you right. know, or whatever, yeah. you know, and then just let the, wait yeah, till that's it, a good hack. Wait I till like the timer that. goes off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. And I do like trying to do like nothing, like no sound sometimes when mm-hmm. I think about silence and solitude, like not no music, no instrumental music, mm-hmm. even just nothing. I think it's like a really important discipline to occasionally do that. That's a good note because I don't typically do that. That's okay. help, that would be helpful. Yeah, and I'm not saying all the time because like other times, like me, worship music's like really good and helpful to me. But I think even like instrumental music sometimes is providing you something other than God. Right. <laughs> yeah, it just crowds out the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go. I found like almost every time. I've had to go through the hard part, like the lonely part, the, mm-hmm. the like almost like anxious part that you mm-hmm. are when you're quiet and still it's this part that you just, you're not enjoying it. And you're just like kind of frustrated or, and like I said, even lonely or bored or whatever. And then you kind of like, it's like in the midst of sort of breaking through that, yep. that it like kind of the good stuff. Well, comes. check this out. So Jesus in, you know, goes out the wilderness right after his baptism he faces the temptation of Satan, the enemy, right? And so it's this idea that um, Jesus, in his solitude, in his sabbatical or Sabbath time, actually had spiritual warfare happen. And so we should expect <laughs> the same to happen in our silence and solitude too. 
As I'm talking, you just got up. I did. I got you up. You ran to the back wall. I had to turn the air conditioning on. My, I'm sitting here in this chair. We try not to turn the air conditioning on in this little room that we record because it's like you can maybe like hear it and it's going to affect the audio. But it's so hot in here. I was like, my back literally just feels like I've got drip droplets of water like sweating down my you back. You know what? For listeners, <laughs> we sacrifice to do this. I... <laughs> Uh, no, we funny. hope you get something out of this yeah, as we exactly. come back on the pod here, because this, the whole point of doing this is not just for us to talk and riff, but it's to encourage you in yep. your daily life as you're living Sunday to Sunday, which is really where the Christian life is lived. Yeah. Is that Sunday yeah. to Sunday. Exactly. The in-betweens. Yeah. Exactly. So a uh, thing that I love to do for silence solitude is go walk. So yes. I have a harder time sitting still, yeah, same. get distracted, especially if it's at my house Well, in the morning. It's great. Get a cup of coffee, sit in yep. my favorite chair. Yep. Same. I can do that. But if it's a little bit longer of a time, I need to just move. And mm-hmm. so I did something this summer a little crazy. Oh, wow. Um, I told you about it quickly when we saw each other just oh. for a moment in August. But um, on my birthday, August 19th, Marie's like, what do you want to do for your birthday next week? And I had a week ahead of time. And I was like, well, I know this sounds crazy, but I want to walk from our house in Santa Ana to San Juan Capistrano. And then I want the reward of that to be... Um, eating barbecue at, um, <laughs> at, Heritage. at Heritage Barbecue. This is a great barbecue place across the street from the Mission in San Juan. So I mapped it out, and it was nine hours to walk. And so I was like, okay, I could do that if I leave at a certain time, have little bars, water, and there's all places you can stop along the way. Wasn't it like 30 miles or something or 25? Yeah, it was 25. 25. So, so Basically a marathon. So I did it. So it, yes. was, so it was 10 hours of solitude oh, other yeah. than a few times when cars honked because I was on the street. <laughs> You're, yeah, you're in a daze, like wandering in the middle of the road. You do. As you walk that far, you start to kind of lose a little bit of like your sense of awareness of yeah, what's around yeah, you. Yeah. But um, I yeah. would recommend it. I had shin splints for about two weeks after that. <laughs> um, I didn't lose any weight either. I was like, oh, one of the byproducts of this, I'm going to like burn like 40,000 calories and I can then eat Heritage yeah, Barbecue. Dang. But then it didn't really help. But, but it was great just having those hours to walk. Yes. I would see, like, I, I left from Santa Ana, so I walked past several houses I know of people that live here at Calvary. Mm. And it just triggered praying for them, something oh, I wouldn't cool. have even thought about in yeah. my own home or somewhere else. But I just passed their house, like, Lord, I just pray a blessing over them. And and then as I would see different landmarks or things, it would just trigger, mm. you know, ideas of praying or even just asking the Lord, Lord, I just... Mm-hmm. I just saw this. Would you just show me something mm. to remind me of that? And I listened to a whole book um, on tape, which isn't really silence. It's more the solitude no, part. But, still, yeah. but, um, but that was so great, too. Just to, I guess not called tape, right? <laughs> book on tape. That's fine. Audible. Audio, I listened, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. listened to that. So, uh, so, yeah. So I'd even challenge. Maybe you don't have to do 25 miles. I don't think that's even wise. But just what would it look like on a Saturday morning? Yep. Wake up early. Map out something. And just... Yep. Go for a solitude walk time with the Lord. But there's something to the, and I, I think I like this kind of stuff too, obviously, but there's something to like the little bit extra, the little extreme thing. Yeah. And it kind of gets you, I don't know, it just gets you like it, uh, like you're excited. I was pumped for yeah, it. You're pumped. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you're... I went and bought special socks at REI. I was like really <laughs> thinking it through. Yeah. That's awesome. See, that's awesome. Yeah. So I like kind of like picking something a little bit extra, obviously, because I did, uh, I, I walked about that far too early in June. Um, oh, <laughs> at the end of my, yeah. oh yeah, we haven't talked about I that. I basically walked the end of my Ironman. It, so it only took me six hours and 45 minutes to walk that far. Or, but speaking or of solitude. Yeah. Yeah. You had 
a yes. crazy adventure in the Midwest. I did. It was nuts. Yeah. And I actually got some actually had some good time in solitude because I was there for a few days before mm-hmm. the race, just like by myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was cool. Like Greg Clark, who is an elder here at our mm-hmm. church, came out to support me, mm-hmm. and he's been my coach. And yeah. he came out to the race, which was so awesome. Uh, so he was like cheering for me and rooting me on and, mm-hmm. and hel- helping me out a ton. But yeah, it was wild because it was. I was ready for the race, but I was not ready for the weather. Mm-hmm. And um, the weather was the key thing. It ended up being like low 90s with like super high humidity. So if you can imagine conditions. one of these days that we've had where it's been in the 90s with high humidity recently, it's been like that these last couple of weeks. Like doing an Ironman in that weather yep. was just like next level hard. Yeah, um, I was actually finishing with this guy we were like walking on the last like mile which is like through the heart of downtown des moines which des moines iowa is like it's like a it's a medium town it's not Mm -hmm. it's not a small town it's a it's a cool little downtown with big tall buildings and Mm -hmm. stuff and so you're kind of like walking amongst these big tall buildings in this last mile of the race and he was just telling me he's like yeah man this is like my third iron man and he was coming in at like the 16 hour Mm -hmm. time like i was which is pretty slow crazy and he was like my last Ironman I did in 13 hours and 30 minutes. So he bonked on this one. But this one, he's like, this one I'm wow. doing 16. Like two and a half hours longer yeah. is really significantly because of the weather. longer. Yeah. yeah. So he just, just felt like it was so hard. And I was, I, I, the bike was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It was very um, hilly. So a lot of just constantly up rolling hills, like up and down, up Gee. and down, up and down. And so then I got off the bike course after 112 miles and after swimming the 2.4 yeah. miles. And I got off the bike course and I was just spent, destroyed. Like I yeah. felt already, I felt like already I had, like I was more tired than I think I've ever been in my life from, huh. from exercise yeah. already. And you I was just thinking, I have to go run a marathon. Wow. That that being your starting point. Crazy. So just like the mindset around that is like so, so challenging. Were you talking to God? Were you like... Yeah, it was more like a, it was more like a two word conversation. (laughs) Please, God, please, God, please, God. Sometimes those are just the best. Have mercy on me. (laughs) Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, an idiot. Have Uh, mercy on me, a person that makes bad choices. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well done though, my brother. Thanks. Um, thanks. Haven't said this publicly, but super proud of you. Based on two, just even the accident you had last fall. That's true which really set you back training yep. wise. And I think just mentally, emotionally too, of, of yeah. being an, an Ironman athlete. And so how cool to finish what you started. Yeah, it was awesome. Will you do it again? I don't think, I, I mean, I might do another full, like in a, in like several years or many years or like have some goal to I'm 48 now, like, Oh, maybe I do one when I'm 60 or mm-hmm. if I'm still like in that mode mm-hmm. or my knees still work and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But, uh, probably just keep doing like half Ironmans mm. and like um, what's called Olympic or sprint triathlons, which mm-hmm. are sh- shorter than that even. Yeah. Um, so, cause I really like doing triathlon, but the level of the training load time yeah. is just too much it's off the charts. Yeah. It's off the charts too much. So it's not, um, it's just not like the way I want to live. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be doing that much all the time. Right. I want to like, also go surfing or go open your house for people it, to come over. Yeah. And not because the problem was it wasn't just, it wasn't just the time exercising, but because the Friday and Saturday on my days off is when I do these long workouts and the, it wasn't just like the long workout. It would be how I'd feel after the long workout for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I don't think I was like a great, like 
member of my family, sure. you know, like yeah. that kind of a thing. And so, um, I just, yeah. And I wouldn't like be super excited about going out at night with mm -hmm. B or whatever. Like I'm so tired. want to, I'd just be like tired after yeah. a five hour bike ride or something, yeah. you know, I get it. And so, yeah, I just think, Hey, go for a two hour bike ride. And it's like, I'm fine. Yep. Like I'm fine after that. Yep. So, although guess what? I have not. So <laughs> I have not ridden my bike <laughs> since the Ironman, which was June 12th. Yeah. I remember Jeff Biddle also did one. So we was going, <laughs> Jeff was part of Calvary yes. at that time. And yes. uh, yeah, he like almost, I can't even look at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to, to put it on the plane and stuff. I had to take the pedals off of it. Oh, wow. And whoa, how do you get a bike I on a plane? Well, to, I had other, it, it was sh to ship it back. Okay. Sorry, to ship it back. There's like a company, mm. it's called Tri-Bike Transport, mm. and they like ship it to races, and it's just like waiting for you at the race. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is really cool, because it was like, it's going to be expensive to like buy stuff to even take it on the plane yeah. with me, and so I just like did that, because I nice. know I'm not going to be doing this all the time. And so then, um, anyway, but like... I had to take the pedals off to, to ship it. And then like, I still haven't even put the pedals back on to like, so it's like not even possible for me to ride it. Ho oh, hopefully, great. hopefully Greg Clark, my coach is not You're listening, not listening to, this. to this. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a knock on your door yeah, a couple exactly. of days from now. Yeah. Right. So sound solitude community. Yep. These are good things. These are God things. Jesus modeled them. Yep. Make sure you guys check out the stuff we have like available. Yeah, Good resources. Um, it's like, it's at calvarylife.org slash life with God, I think. Um, calvarylife.org calvary slash. You know what? Just go to our main webpage. Just the main webpage. It'll be on then, there. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a link there. It'll be on the main webpage. And it'll link you to, we have like videos from Aaron Holm, mm -hmm. um, our spiritual formation pastor, as well as like little, um, she talked about this on Sunday, but like little, uh, like a sheet or whatever that gives you like some steps of things yep. to do while in solitude. And there'll be a different one for every practice. Yeah. So check that out and uh, take that risk, you know, yeah. build up, do a half day, do something hard, walk yeah. 25 miles, whatever it is, <laughs> like just do something that will help you get alone. With yeah. That. How cool would it be to look back after this series in a couple months and be like, whoa, look what God's done with how yeah. he's showing up in my life and, and how he's grown me from where I started in September. So that's the hope. Exactly. The goal is that we're just available and open to God's leading, God's growing in our life. Exactly. I'm ready. Let's do it. I love it. Thanks, Tone. All right. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.